Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the July 2022 CTSS quiz. I have 10 excellent cases to show you. Let's put on our thinking caps and let's all get started. In this case, the most likely diagnosis is, well, when you look hard, well, look at the image on your right first. You see a mass that infiltrates the IVC. There's extensive thrombus with neovascularity, so it represents tumor. And that makes it a little better to understand the image on the axial plane on the left. We see a large mass. If you only look at the axial real quickly, you might not be thinking that this is really involving the IVC. You might think about a retroperitoneal mass alone. You may think about a pancreatic or peripancreatic mass. But you realize you're dealing with something that involves the IVC, or remember, may arise from the IVC. Things that involve the IVC, we always think about adrenal cancer, we think about liver cancer, we think about renal cancer. Well, the kidneys look okay. This really isn't in the position of the adrenal. It's not lymphoma. Lymphoma doesn't involve the IVC like that. It compresses it. It's not pancreatic adenocarcinoma. The epicenter of the mass is not by the pancreas. And also, you never see pancreatic cancer involve the IVC. It can involve the portal vein, the SMV, push on the IVC, but never like that. This is really infiltrating and involving the IVC. So it's an IVC sarcoma. Just let me mention that IVC sarcomas are fairly uncommon. They are an unusual tumor. They can um, and more commonly are in women. It's really an unusual tumor. And again, when we see IVC involvement, we're always thinking about tumors that invade directly into the IVC. IVC sarcoma is a primary tumor. Again, as I mentioned, more common in women, average age of about 54, and surgery is the key therapy. Most of these are IVC Lyomar sarcomas. It's an unusual entity, but we see a couple cases a year, so it's important to be aware of that possibility. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, well, what do I see? I see a about a one centimeter or so enhancing lesion in the region of the head of the pancreas. Now I have to admit, when you look quickly, you might say, could this be a pseudoaneurysm, perhaps GDA? Just tumors arising to do adenum can be exophytic and can be vascular, but this really is in the uh, head of the pancreas, not to do adenum, and it's almost too bright. It's surely not a duodenal diverticulum. Those are fluid or air-filled. I don't see the vessels to make this a pseudoaneurysm, and this is a classic example of a neuroendocrine tumor. Remember, most pancreatic neuroendocrine tumors are hypervascular on the arterial phase imaging, usually wash out fairly quickly. In terms of management, lesions under 2CM are typically followed, though there is a lot of controversy. Surely under 1CM they're followed. The differential diagnosis in this case includes everything except for, well, what you look and see on the axials and the MIP imaging is a very vascular mass that appears near the head of the pancreas. But if you looked at all the images, you would see the pancreas was displaced. But again, I would think about a neuroendocrine tumor of the pancreas. It kind of is in the region of the adrenal. And if this is an adrenal mass, it's very vascular, most likely represents a pheochromocytoma. I guess you could think about a primary adrenal cortical carcinoma, but usually they're not so vascular. 
And what's the lesion that also occurs in this location? It occurs very close to the adrenal. It's an extraadrenal thea or a paraganglioma. In fact, this was a paraganglioma, and this is one of the most common regions to see paragangliomas. Other areas of finding them is in the organ of zircocondyl. The one thing this is not is lymphoma. Lymphoma can occur in this region, perhaps with peripancreatic nodes, but lymphoma is typically relatively hypovascular. So the least likely diagnosis is lymphoma. The most likely diagnosis in this 20-year-old female is, well, I see a pancreatic mass that for the most part is cystic, but on the coronal view, you see some calcification at its border. There's some increased density within it. If you disregarded the age for a second, all of the things that are listed here are possibilities. I would say neuroendocrine tumor is the one that's probably the least likely. You can have cystic neuroendocrines, but then the rims are enhancing. That's not the case here. Cirrhosis adenoma can have calcification, but usually not this appearance in terms of the density. MCN is a good possibility. MCN has peripheral calcification and SPEN is a good possibility. I think the answer is SPEN, and the reason for that is, is because it's a 20-ish year old. MCNs are typically 40-year-old patients, cirrhosis adenomas are 60s and 70s, and SPEN is teenagers and 20-year-olds. So this was a solid papillary epithelial neoplasm or SPEN. The most likely diagnosis in this case when you look at the two images, you realize that it's coming from the spleen. It's very cystic. Angiosarcomas are hypervascular and irregular. Lymphomas are solid, often multiple, and there's often a uh, infiltrative pattern in, in the spleen. But you may only see just, you know, focal masses as well, but not the cystic appearance. Literal cell tumors are more solid. They're exceedingly rare. The most likely case in this patient was a simple splenic cyst, and indeed this was. This was eventually resected, not that anyone worried about malignancy or infection, but because it was compressing the stomach and was giving the patient symptoms. Often benign splenic lesions will be resected if they get large enough and cause compression of the stomach or bowel. The most likely diagnosis in this case, this is a subtle case. If you look very carefully at the axials, you see something in the region near the proximal duodenum, but it's better shown in the coronal view. And on coronal view, you see an enhancing lesion, which is a flat lesion. You can think about ectopic pancreas. They can occur in this region and can be somewhat flat. Schist tumors, I guess they're a thought, but they're usually exophytic. Lymphoma is more infiltrating. And pancreatic rest, as I mentioned, ectopic pancreas, Usually, it's not going to be circumferential. Based on the appearance of the axial views, you see the lesion is flat, but it's infiltrating circumferentially. A beautiful example of a small duodenal carcinoid tumors. Because these lesions are small, they can very easily be missed. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, well, we see a cystic mass, which kind of pushes on the liver and the spleen and the pancreas. It's not really a pancreatic mass per se. It's pushing on everything. It's peripancreatic. So it's not a SPEN or a cirrhosis adenoma or MCN. The shape and appearance just don't match it. This is really extra but peripancreatic. And as I said, near liver and near spleen. 
And that's the classic definition and appearance of a lymphangioma. Lymphangiomas are benign lesions, and if you recognize it's a lymphangioma, they can be left alone. The most likely diagnosis in this patient with bloating is, when you look at the images, you see extensive ascites, and then you see an infiltrating process involving the patient's terminal ileum. This indeed could be an adenocarcinoma. I can't argue with that. Uh, those can be infiltrating, they can be bulky. Crohn's disease, if this patient had Crohn's disease, the patient would also have malignancy on top of the Crohn's, the ascites, but also the pattern of infiltration. If you told me the patient had long-standing Crohn's, I would also say, aha, Crohn's with lymphoma or Crohn's with adenocarcinoma. Carcinoid tumors usually are hypervascular, so it doesn't have that infiltrating appearance. This patient also has some nodes, but they're not very extensive. Carcinoids usually have a mesenteric mass. B-cell lymphoma is great. Terminal ileum is a good location, so is cecum. It's infiltrating, but not obstructing. Patients may have ascites, but that is not very specific. So in this case, I have to admit, if you said adenocarcinoma, I could not argue with you. That would be in part of my differential. This was a B-cell lymphoma. Again, to make the point that lymphoma, be it in small bowel or stomach, at times can be difficult to distinguish from adenocarcinoma. If I saw bulky adenopathy or the tumor was bulkier, then perhaps I would be more strong on favoring lymphoma. But this indeed was B-cell lymphoma. The least likely diagnosis in this case is, well, what you see is a mass that's vascular in the body of the pancreas. My first bet would have been a neuroendocrine tumor. My second bet, way down the list, would have been a serous adenoma because occasionally we know serous adenomas can be solid and vascular. In fact, this was a serous adenoma, but 99% of the time this would have been a neuroendocrine tumor. And yes, vascular pancreatic lesions could be metastatic renal cell. I don't see an obvious renal mass. I don't see a nephrectomy. But in theory, the patient could have had a partial nephrectomy and mets occur usually a decade later. So that's a possibility. The least likely is a mucinous cystic neoplasm. Remember, those lesions are cystic. They can have solid components when they're malignant or have high-grade dysplasia. But the components are not vascular, and you're never dealing with a solid vascular mass. So MCN is the least likely diagnosis in this case. By the way, again, this was a serous adenoma. Very unusual. The most likely diagnosis for the splenic lesion is... Well, I see an enhancing splenic lesion on the axial. When you look at the coronal, you see there are multiple splenic lesions, and they're irregular. They don't have the appearance of a hemangioma. That's not even one of the choices. Sarcoid are low-density, not vascular lesions. Melanoma can be multiple splenic lesions, but they're hypovascular as well. And lymphoma is typically hypovascular. This patient has ascites and patterns suggesting a malignant spread into the ascites. But if you say irregular splenic lesions, even without liver involvement, I don't see liver lesions here, angiosarcoma is the best diagnosis. Angiosarcoma of the spleen is very rare, but it does occur, and this is a classic appearance. Well, those are 10 terrific cases. I hope you got them all right, but more importantly, I hope you learned something. Some of them were incredibly tricky and challenging, but again, as we do our CTSS quizzes, we always want you to be thinking. 
it's not the answer on the quiz that matters it's the thinking so that when you see that in a patient you'll think of the right answer and with that have a great day if you like this video make sure to subscribe to the ctss youtube channel you can also visit us at ctss.com for even more videos plus quizzes pearls protocols and oh so much more we're also in the App Store and have well over a dozen apps for iPhone and iPad, all completely free. Thanks for watching.